All right, well, uh, uh, good evening. Welcome to our Wednesday midweek service. And uh, we're talking about healed and whole. Um, I think I'm not accurate, but I think we're going to be finishing up. Excuse me, one second. I think we're going to be finishing up on um, this today, not sure. But we'll see how God wants to flow. It's a lot more information, but God wants us to hit something else starting next week. <clears throat> Possibly. <laughs> All right, got to be obedient to God. All right, let's, let's get into the Word. Uh, All right, we ended last week just talking about how, God, you know, how your actions justify your faith and how God's Word is power. And then we said the Word and faith equals the release of the Spirit. So when you have... That word mixed with faith, it equals the release of the Spirit. If you attach your faith to the word, um, that triggers or activates or moves, uh, gets the Spirit moving, right? And so we, you, you have faith inside of you right now. You know, the, uh, the Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, right? That is, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So you have faith on the inside of you right now. Just let it act. You have to let it act, right? Um, and then that's what brings deliverance to us. Do not hold it prisoner. Do not keep it bound. Uh, it will lie dormant within you if you, don't, if you do not act on God's word. So you have this measure of faith on the inside. We have it. So you come into situations. You come into healing. You come into wholeness. Uh, we talked about infirmities of the mind, uh, things plaguing our mind, thoughts, worry, concern, uh, just beating down on our mind. And we, we want to be delivered from that. We want to be able to sleep. We want to be able to rest. Uh, we want to be able to navigate through each and every day without uh, uh, just processing what is somebody going to think, uh, how is somebody going to look at that. You know, because the adversary, you know, he needs us to be concerned. He needs us to be worried. He needs us in fear, right? He needs us because that gives him access, you know, to try to infirm, to try to uh, create sickness and disease on our bodies. And so we have something in our, inside of us to combat all of that. And that's faith. Of course, we know faith worketh by love, but, but act on faith. Just act on faith. You know, there were situations where Smith Wigglesworth and other people, they pray for people for healing by faith, as we've done here at the church. And just, just you know, and they told somebody, do something that you haven't done before, you know. You know, do something, you know, it's happened. We've done it over the years. Hey, you know, if, you, if your back was stiff, then move like you haven't moved before. Jump like you haven't jumped before, you know. Um, and... People didn't feel anything until they acted. You said once they acted, it connected their faith, connected to the word. The spirit was released to move. All right, so so you have it, and you have to act on it. Act on your faith, and God's word will impart creative power and divine life into your body. Act on your faith, and God's word will impart creative power and divine life to your body. Act on your faith, and God's word will impart creative power and divine life to your body. Let's go here to uh, Psalm 107. Psalm 107. So act on your faith, and God's word will impart creative power and divine life into your body. Remember, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. What Jesus told the woman. All right, so uh, Psalm 107, verse 20. It says here, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and healed them. God sent his word to heal, right? God sent his word to heal. We need to attach our faith 
to the word that he sent to heal us. Uh, you know, his word is the power of God unto salvation. Unto salvation. What is salvation? Wholeness, right? Uh, let's look here, Romans 1. Romans 1. So, again, God sent his word to heal us. And so, so, so why is this so important? Because this word is, has something embedded in it, his power, right? His power, right? And so, so Romans 1, and let's lock in here on verse 16. You know, it should be a familiar scripture. It's before we, the just shall live by faith scripture, but it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, right? For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that, look, believeth, acts on their faith to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So it says here, this, this gospel, this word is the power of God unto salvation or unto wholeness. Right, let's go to Hebrews 4, because this is our confirming scripture for, you know, acting on faith in God's word imparts creative power, or the word and faith equals the release of the spirit, as we talked about uh, last week. So Hebrews chapter 4, and we'll lock, here, lock in here on verse Verse 2. Huh, let's, let's start with verse 1. Start with verse 1. It says, Let us therefore fear or reverence, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of. So it says, you know, God promised that we should experience rest, right? Like we should, we should be able to rest in God. You know, when we come to the kingdom, we don't have, we, we're let casting cares, not carrying them. Then verse 2 says, for unto us, now this is after he says we're, we have the option or the promise of entering into rest. Verse 2 says, for unto us was the gospel preached or the good news or the word of God. It says, but it says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So it says the gospel was preached unto an audience, Right? So this audience is, is described in the scripture as us and them, right? After the colon, it says, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So it's saying that the, 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 the word is constantly going forth. So the word is being spoken out. The scripture says it won't return to God void, but it'll accomplish what he sent it to do. So anytime God speaks the word, anytime you read this word that was spoken, it accomplishes what God sent it to do. That word is going out to what? Us and them, right? That's what the scripture says, right? And so, so why did it uh, uh, divide? Because basically what it's saying is us are those that believe and are acting on the word. Them are those that are not attaching their faith to it and it's not profit, profiting. So it says, hey, we all got it. You know, we talk about it in church all the time how, well, they were here too. They were sitting in the pews too. They heard the scripture. Well, I don't understand why they're going through what they're going. Didn't they get that message? Uh, well, well, how many times have that been preached? Well, it doesn't make a difference how many times it's been preached. It doesn't make a difference how many messages has gone forth, how many discipleship classes and Bible study fellowships and uh, 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 prayer lines and all that. Who was attaching their faith? Right, we could do communion over and over and over, but if no one attaches their faith to it, are they attaching their faith to the death, burial, and resurrection? We can do baptisms every day of the week, but if a person is not attaching their faith to the old man going down, the new man rising, it's just they just getting wet. Right? We can t we can do tithes and offerings daily. But if people aren't attaching their faith to the covenant they have with God through their finances, you know, they're, 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 their devourer is not being rebuked for their sake, right? You know, uh, blessings aren't falling out from heaven because we attach our faith. So we're not doing it on a try. We're doing it by faith. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We're doing it by faith. It's not a try. It's by faith. You know, I was talking to someone. I said, well, well I said, I said, 
I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be married. Like, I didn't walk down that aisle and say, well, let's try this, sweetheart, and see if it works out. Now, I, I didn't do that. Hey, I, you got to remind me to bring that picture, the picture of us coming down the aisle. You see me coming down the aisle, no shame in my game, my smile is like this. Because <laughs> I was excited, and we had only known each other for 10 months. But I wasn't walking down that aisle. I didn't say I do on a try. <laughs> I said it by faith, <laughs> right? Right? And so, so, so and, it's, and, and it's important because when you do stuff by faith, circumstances don't intimidate you the same way. If you do stuff on a try, you're almost looking for an out, like, you know, or to try, circumstances come up. You're like, okay, see, well, based on these circumstances, <laughs> I was... <laughs> You know, maybe this ain't the, the right thing to do, right? But faith, the circumstances come up. The infirmity comes up. You know, the challenge comes up. And you're like, well, all I know is there's got to be a resurrection from here because I'm in. It's not an option. That's why we struggle in, in solid relationships because as soon as the circumstances come up, we run it. They didn't talk to me right, right? They, they, they misunderstood me. Seemed like they had an attitude, right? So it was a funky conversation. Every funky conversation for some people is uh, a destruction of the relationship. Well, if that was the case, we, we wouldn't be pastoring. We've had a lot of funky conversations, right? With a lot of folk, right? Still standing because we signed on to, to serve uh, uh, serve people as pastors by faith. We came to Charlotte by faith. I came to Columbus, Ohio by faith and didn't leave until God said, come to Charlotte. Right? Walked down the aisle by faith. Everything is by faith. We came out here and, <laughs> and the things that happened right before it was time to go, we had plenty of opportunity to go, well, maybe <laughs> this ain't the move. Right? So just think about that. Um, as we're processing through, we have to mix our faith, right? We have to mix our faith. When believed and acted upon, any promise of God, any promise of God is transformed into the power of God. So I want to emphasize promise of God and power of God. So when believed and acted upon, so, so, so what I do is I open up this book and I look at the promises of God, Right? If I believe them and I act upon them, they're converted into the power of God. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They only promises until I believe and act on them. Then I actually extract the power to get what I want manifested in my life. Right? When believed and acted upon. Right? When believed and acted upon. All right, so, so let's look here. Uh, we're in Hebrews. Let's go over to James real quick. James chapter 1. I'm going to focus on 24 and 25, but let's just start with verse 22. It says, uh, James chapter 1, our focus is 24 and 25, but we're going to start at 22. It says, but be ye a doer of the word. And not hearers only. Look, deceiving your own selves. It says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Look at verse 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, doesn't believe and act upon what he sees in that mirror of God, and straightway forget what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now, this is a, continue, this is a continuing uh, process. So, so, where did I get when he beholdeth himself? It says, but when he beholdeth himself and, and goeth his way. But, you know, we think about beholding ourselves, we think about looking in the mirror. Well, I know that mirror is talking about looking into this word and looking into the presence of God because the next verse says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. That's where we behold ourselves. We behold ourselves by looking into the perfect law of liberty. So when I look into this word, and this word shows me who, 
whose I am. It shows me who I am, and it shows me the power that I have, and it shows me the promises God has given me that I can convert, convert into power by believing and acting on them. I don't go away and do opposite of what God just told me. I don't go away and believe opposite of God just told me. Well, how does God know I believe what he just told me? Because when God just tells me something and I act on what, what he says, instead of going opposite of what he says, well, then God knows I believe it and that power manifests. But when I go and do opposite, I'm saying I don't believe it, the power doesn't manifest. But then we go, see, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Well, you knew that wasn't going to happen. That means deep in your heart of hearts, there was doubt. That doubt is what actually uh, uh, extinguished what God was trying to do in his word, right? That doubt extinguished what God was trying to do in his word. Does that make sense? Right? Does that make sense? Right? All right, so again, when believed and acted upon, when believed and acted upon, when believed and acted upon. So we go back and we say, okay, Go back to verse 22, James 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves, right? Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Right? You see, you see what I'm saying? So when I look into this perfect law of liberty, I continue in this word. I continue harmonizing this in, in this word. I continue to act upon this word. Now I take these promises that God has promised me. I attach this measure of faith that was given into me to these promises, and it converts the promises of God into the power of God. And so the tough part is the world has trained us to think circumstantial. And so, so, so we constantly get worst case scenarios. We constantly get doubt and unbelief. We constantly uh, get this stuff bombarded on us all the time. So then we start looking into the perfect law, and the first thing we do is question it. No, no, no. So God, get, so, so, so again, why are we questioning? Because we've allowed layers of the things of this life to to uh, suppress. The measure of faith that God gave us. God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, right? And so, so, so now when the demand is placed on you before faith gets out, the, the worry, the circumstances, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, speak first, right? Worst case scenarios are speaking first when we're supposed to, once we see the promises, the promises are designed in advance to trigger the faith that's in us. I know this because the Bible says in Romans 10, it says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The Word of God, right? Romans 10, 17. So, so that means that, remember we said God has dealt to every man a measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, right? That's our, our four pillars of faith, right? We said, so we know we have this faith dwelling in us, but we don't want it just sitting in here. We want it to resurrect. Well, it comes by what? The Word. The more I pour the Word in, the more that faith starts to rise, right? But I don't want it just sitting on the surface. I need to activate it. Well, if faith worketh by love. When I'm thinking about myself only, so faith worketh by love. But see, I don't need it just working in the moment. I need it in my life. So the just shall what? Live by faith. See, all our pillars of faith, it all ties up to what we're talking about, healed and whole, right? All right, so every promise of God contains the power of God. Every promise of God contains the power of God necessary to produce what it promises when it's believed and acted upon. There it is again, when it's believed and acted upon. Every promise of God contains the power of God. So believed and acted upon, we can take believed and acted upon and we can mush them together like, you know, back in the day we, uh, you know, I mean, younger, I'm younger than some, older than another, but I'm 59, we play with silly putty. I think my, my granddaughter plays with, uh, uh, with, with, yeah, I even know. I ain't even get it out, right? Slime or whatever, yeah, whatever right? But, but if you take uh, believed and acted upon and you, you 
for the young people, you slime it together, or for the older people, you silly putty, you put it together. You know what that is? That's faith. Believed and acted upon as faith. Right? So the promises of God, when we attach our faith to them, they convert or they extract the power of God. Because the power of God is in, inside every promise of God. Right? Right? The power of God is inside every promise of God. So, so the Bible says this. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 4.22. Proverbs 4, 22. Again, we're talking about healed and whole. And so you remember how uh, from back to the first week, we talked about how there were people that got healed. Uh, you know, he healed the lepers and one came back and, and shared a level of appreciation. You know, he, got, he fell on his face and worshiped. Well, he fell on his face and worshiped and Jesus sent him away whole. <laughs> Right? The young lady that got healed with the issue, he said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Because sometimes we experience healing, but we've been uh, living with the, uh, the infirmity. That means uh, the assistance of our mind to focus on uh, the pain or the sickness and disease so much that even when we're healed, our mind starts to look for what it's been meditating on for a long time. Right? So Jesus says, you know, he doesn't want us healed, he wants us whole. That's, where, that's why uh, the scripture says, uh, it talks about us, uh, uh, we confess with our mouth and believe, and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and said, we, we shall be saved. That we're saved, sozo, be made whole. Right? It's all about wholeness, man. That's, 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 it's not, see, it's not a compartmentalized life for God. We just compartmentalize it. You know, so we go, well, you know, you, you know how, uh, you know, in our life, if, if you've uh, gone through a lot or if you've been bound for so long, it's just kind of hard to believe out of the freedom, right? Because you're so used to, you've been acquainted with uh, being bound. I, I, t- I told you a story years ago. I, I heard it on an album, Mississippi Mass Choir, called Caged Birds. And in the story, the guy... Uh, a guy was taking these birds, he had them in the cage, and he would open the cage door, but every time the birds would come to the door, he'd stick them and poke them. And so a guy sees, he said, man, what are you doing? He said, what are you going to do with those birds? He says, I'm going to keep poking them and sticking them and prying them for a while. Then I'm going to take them up on the hill and I'm going to kill them. He said, come on, man. No, nah, no, nah, don't do that. He said, tell you what. He says, I'll, I'll buy those birds from you. He says, he says well, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything. He says, I don't care what it costs. He says, man, I'll, I'll purchase all the birds. So he purchased the birds. He, he, he gets the birds. He takes them up on the hill, and he opens the cage for them to be free. But they weren't coming out of that cage because they were used to every time they came to that door, they got poked and prodded. And so, so the guy, uh, one of the singers for Mississippi Mass, he goes on to tell the story. He says, that's our life. He says, uh, the devil had us all caged, and he was poking and prodding us. Every time we came to the door, he was poking and prodding us. So Jesus said, whoa, 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 what you going to do with him? He says, I'm going to keep poking him and prodding him for a while, but then I'm going to take him up on the hill and I'm going to kill him. He says, oh, I'll pay for him. He says, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you your life. So Christ gave his life. He grabbed us, took us on the hill, opened the cage, let, let us free. Well, people won't come out. Because what did we talk about the first week? Right? Right? That infirmity in your mind. The mind, the mind telling you you ain't free when you've been free, <laughs> right? Because the adversaries tried to brainwash us before we, the sun has set us free, right? And just tries to keep us in our mind. That's why God wants us whole, not just temporarily healed. But whole. I told you when my knee got healed and, uh, and I was looking for the pain the next day. I was like, well, I know it was here somewhere. <laughs> and it was just right here. Why would you be looking for something that you deliver from? I'm not just talking to me now. I'm talking to y'all out there watching. TV land. Why are you looking for something that you've been free of? Right? Think about it. All right, so uh, what did I tell you? Proverbs 4. I'm not even there yet. So let, let me get to Proverbs 4. And we're going to lock in on verse twenty. It says for, uh, ah, 
Let's start verse 20. It says, my son, attend, 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 be attentive, stay locked into my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings, right? It says, let them depart, (laughs) look, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, right? That's similar to meditating on them day and night, right? (laughs) Right, it says, verse 22, it says, for they are life, look, look, they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh, right? Then it goes, goes on to say, keep that heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Protect that heart, right? So look at here. It says, God's promises are life to those that find them and health to their flesh. But it's almost indicating that even though they're right in front of us, we ain't, sometimes we don't find them. So we talked about this in Bible school, Saturday morning, 7 o'clock, for those that are watching Saturday morning, 7 o'clock in Fellowship Hall, right? So we talked about Bible school. We talked about revelation, inspiration, and illumination, right? And we said the revelation is God revealing himself, his character, and who he is, right? You remember that? Right? And we said the inspiration is the vehicle in which he, he, he sends it to us, right? Inspiration, right? But the, uh, but the revelation is infallible. God's promises are infallible, unstoppable. The inspiration, how he sends it to us, unstoppable. You can't stop it from coming. But the illumination is fallible because the illumination is, is how we receive. And that's what we allow. If we don't guard, protect our heart with all diligence, like I said in Proverbs 4.23, right, we'll allow things in our heart that, that will block the word. Remember we read this in uh, Mark chapter 4 when he says what? what uh, the word came, but, the, but Satan came and stole it immediately first, right? It says, then it was on stony ground. It says, when the person got offended, for the word's sake. So the offense is coming to steal that word, right? It says, it says for a short time they receive, but as soon as they got offended, right, their word was uprooted, right? Then it says, some people receive it with gladness, you know, kind of like with zealousness. Amen, Pastor, hallelujah, right? It says, it says but as soon as persecution arrives for the word's sake, right, nothing happens. It says, then some receive it. It takes root because that's the purpose of the word. One of the purposes is not just to take root, it's to produce fruit. So that word takes root, it says, but then they allow the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things to enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So the interesting thing is that word is the promises of God, right? The promises of God, what has what? Power in them, right? So when it goes in and it takes root, you have power available. But if you allow the cares of the world and seeing riches, lust of other things, because you ain't guarding your heart with all diligence, you're not going to find the promises and the power inside that word and get the life out of them. That brings life to what's infirming you or what's causing sickness and disease, Right? Because you're allowing too much of the world in, and it's trying to short-circuit the word the whole time. That's the adversary's trick. He knows you have a measure of faith. Remember, he used to be Lucifer before Satan. He got a sneak at the plans, right? So he knows God made you, fearfully and wonderfully made you. Remember, he was the right-hand guy. Out of all the archangels, he was the top one of, out of all of them. He was over Michael and Gabriel. So he saw, hey, he fearfully and wonderfully made them. So they're made in his image and after his likeness. So they're snared by the words of their mouth. So I got to get them to, I can't get them. I don't need them speaking what God says. Speaking God's promises, power is going to happen. And the more word they get, they're going to have faith. That measure of faith is going to rise. I can't have them holding on to that word. Because I can't do nothing with them. So I got I to gotta try, I can't, I can't, look, I can't stop the revelation. I can't stop the inspiration. But maybe I can stop the illumination. So I'm going to try to choke this word. I'm going to try to get him offended, right? Look, look, think of how he starts early in families, right? He starts early. You know, people don't speak. People get mad. People, uh, uh, with, with sibling rivalry. Why is there rivalry? We're in the same family. 
You going to do something I'm not going to do? I'm going to do something you're not going to do? Hey, I celebrate you, you celebrate me. Everybody got a birthday, right? But, but he starts early. Early with people getting offended just because of somebody's birthday. And they're getting presents. And you watch. If you look back at those times, you'll see sickness and disease creeping in on, on children. Nobody's thinking that's because the adversary is getting them offended, getting them angry, getting them mad, right? Getting them to battle, right? Trying to catch you early in life, right? Trying to get you to check out through offense, right? All, that, all that's because he's trying to steal your life, right? That's the thing. But if we think about, uh, my wife was saying this, talking to somebody. She says, you know, uh, we were, well, we were talking to somebody that just lost a loved one out of town, and she says, well, you know, that person is in a, a great place, but she said in the presence, what do you say? In his presence is fullness of joy, and his right hand pleasures is forevermore, right? And so she just think about just being in God's presence, like and, and, and as we were growing and we're young. You know, this is a merry heart does what? Good like a medicine. Nobody really asked himself, what's the opposite of that? And what does that do to you? <laughs> you know, you can quote the scripture, Mary heart do good like a medicine. Yes, it does. But what would happen if you don't, uh, you have a broken heart, a sad heart? Why did Jesus come to mend the broken heart? Why is that important? Heal the sick. Why is that important? Look, look, look. To, to bring the good news, God's promises to the poor, them that are without them that are not whole. We can't, because, we, you know, I understand we're in the 20th century, so we only think about money. So when we say poor, that's all we're thinking about. But you know there's some poor folk with a lot of money? <laughs> they don't even thinking about that stuff. The, the, the word means them that are without wholeness. Do you know there's rich folk not whole? See, this is an even playing field. Do you know there's rich folk that need healing? You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like this, 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 we all on the same level here, <laughs> right? We all need the promises of God, attach our faith to it to convert it into the power of God. Does that make sense? So when these, when these facts become real or a reality, um, this is when they were canonized and put in this book. So, 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 so the people that were selected, holy men of God, as, as Peter says, to, to canonize what's in this book, it's when they saw God's breathed word, the realness of God's breathed word. So, you know, as I, as, as I was coming up, growing and studying through the Bible over these, I don't know, I mean, 20, 30 years, but I remember the first thing I realized, the first time I started reading, reading the Bible, serious about the Bible, was, uh, my sister uh, gave me a Bible, sent me a Bible. I was working upstate New York at the time, uh, traveling back and forth from New Jersey to New York. And I remember uh, uh, I started reading, just reading every day. And I was like, this is impossible. How can these words be talking about my life? This was written a long time ago. <laughs> and it was like everything lined up. And then when I really got into it, I said, how could... How, I've never read a book that backed itself up so deep, you know, because I'm an exhaust, I'm a math guy, I'm an exhaustive thinker, so I'm, so I'm triangulating stuff, you know. I'm like, I said, wow. And that's what kept me reading. And I ain't know nothing about the Bible. I just, it drew me in because first it drew me in, God's smart. He drew me in because he's like, okay, we're going to speak to your exact situation. And you know good and well, I ain't know nothing about the situation when you open that Bible up. When you did, like, you just got the Bible. This was written before you got into your situation. So you know I'm real because I anticipated your situation before it ever happened, and I weaved that in there too. <laughs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on. You ain't never read no books like that. Tell me a book you read like that. You ain't never read a book. You've read a book that, oh, I relate to this too. They have the same experience. We ain't talking about that. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. 
Like, like something happens when you read the Bible, and that's why it's canonized. You know, you have the Apocrypha. You got different authors that wrote at that time. Um, you have the, you know, the Greek mythology and all that stuff. But none of it breathed the power of God. That's why I wasn't putting this book. <laughs> that's why I wasn't putting this book. All right, so there's power in God's word. Power in God's word. Uh, the scripture says this. Let's go to... Psalm 119.89. Familiar scripture to some, but Psalm 119.89. Psalm 119 is just powerful. I know it's a lot of verses, but you read through it over and over and over and you just see why David was a man after God's own heart. Uh, but, but verse 89 says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So when you think of something that's settled, you think about, um, let's just think about like, let's say uh, I was a code enforcement officer, housing inspector, just take people to court. And so when things were settled, it's done. <laughs> Once the judge said, hey, you paying that fine? Or you go to jail, it's done. It's over. It's in the records, you know. And I watch, you know, uh, you know they'll uh, uh, trying to think. I was just watching this uh, this this uh, it's a movie. Oh, the Lincoln Lawyer. That's what it is. It was a movie, but it's actually it was a series. And so I just I, it reminded me when I was in court and how they would record everything and the things that either was overruled or 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 with things that was a rule, well, it wouldn't be recorded. And the judge would say, no, 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 don't record that. You know what he was saying? That's not settled. <laughs> no, 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 it's not going to be recorded because that's not settled. That won't be in the records forever. Well, but when this says his word is settled, oh, it's settled, it's done. So there's not, there's, you don't have to question it. I wonder, it, will, is this one have power in it. Oh, no, it's settled. <laughs> I wanted, well, can this one manifest in my life? It's settled. And it's not just settled in the earth where moth and rust corrupts, as it says in Matthew 6. It's settled in heaven. That's why he says store up things in heaven, because <laughs> they're untouchable, <laughs> right? It's settled, right? Now, all we have to do is pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven, Right? Pray for all spiritual blessings to be in, uh, for, all, for all spiritual blessings from heavenly places. All right, let's go to Jeremiah. And Jeremiah 1. And, and you know, and this is after, you know, when Jeremiah told him, you know, before using your mother's womb, I ordained thee a prophet. I set you apart, you know, how your life was going to be, you know, I declared thee in from the beginning, as it says in Isaiah 46.10, right? Then he goes on and says, fear not their faces, don't be dismayed by that looks of the speech. Because he just said, before using your, so he's encouraging them, hey, before using your mother's womb, I ordained you a prophet. So before all these circumstances and everything that you think you went through, you know, that you're thinking through when you're hearing that you're a prophet. You know, because you hear when you, what's on your life, <laughs> you know, your first thought is how you've lived your life, right? <laughs> right? And sometimes it intimidates you because you're like, well, I can't do this. I did that, right? But he's saying what? I ordained you before you was in your mother's womb. Before this even happened, I had already settled what you're going to do. Then he said, then he gave him some extra encouragement. He says, fear not their faces. Don't be dismayed by their looks of speech. He said, I know it's going to be intimidating. going to come at you. They're going to be looking like, looking like characters. Think, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Some of them are going to fight against you, talk about you, persecute you. Don't worry about that. You were ordained a prophet. What you got to your back is what I say. And I'm going to say things that that's going to blow their mind. So I can tell you what's happened in their life. Word of knowledge, what's going on in their life, a word of knowledge, and what's going to happen in their life, a word of wisdom, before they can even blink. So don't worry about it. You're a prophet ordained by me, right? 
So this is what he tells them, right? And he goes on to give them encouragement, and he touched his mouth and things of that nature. Then verse, uh, well, I'll start at verse 9. We're going to end at verse 12. We'll start at verse 9. It says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched Uh, put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Remember that my promises is now in your mouth that contain power, right? And then he says, uh, put my words. And then verse 10, he says, "See, see, I have this day set thee over the nations, over people and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. This is God talking. I will hasten my promises to perform it. I will hasten my promises to be converted into my power. I will hasten my promises to be converted into my power. Right, so we have, we have this, like we have a sure word from God. When we as sons and daughters of God, sons and daughters of the living God, begin to realize the creative power that is contained in what God says when he speaks, we then understand the truth which, make, which will make impossibilities become possible and make difficult things easy. So when we as sons and daughters of the living God, begin to realize their creative power that is contained in what God says. When he speaks, we then understand a truth which, which will make impossibilities possible and will make difficult things easy. Hey, 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 is that on... Um, is the... Uh, is the video audience, can they, is that, did I give them that? Huh? Okay, good. Now, I'm going to repeat it, but after the third time, I wasn't. I was just going to make sure if, if, when you go look at them online, you can get it. So when we, as sons and daughters of the living God, begin to realize the creative power, that is contained in what God says when he speaks. We then understand a truth which will make impossibilities become possible and difficult things easy. All right. All right, let's look here, uh, some confirming words. Look at Hebrews 11, 3. Hebrews 11, 3. And, and it's so wonderful because Hebrews is, of course, what's called the faith chapter and all these different people that actually operated in faith. So what did they do? They took God at his word, his promises, they took his promises, they attached their faith to him, and they converted them into the power of God. And things manifested all around them, right? Just took God at his word. Remember, he said, the word came unto me saying. If you look through the, uh, the Old Testament, you know, that statement was made a lot. And the word came unto me saying, you know. And so the word came unto them, and once they heard the word, this is what we got to do. We have to do this. Things happen. You know, word came to Abraham, leave your brother and your kindred, your kindred leave, your, leave what you're familiar with and go to a place I'll send you. Leave out of your comfort zone and go into an uncomfortable place. Right? So he told him that and he made that move and, and everything changed. Right? So, so, so God, a lot of times God is telling us to do things and we need to attach our faith to it, and we'll see his power manifest. So Hebrews 11.3, well, I'll start at verse 1 because that's a familiar scripture. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
It says, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Remember, the scripture says, whose report shall you believe in uh, Isaiah 53, 1, all right? Verse 3, it says, look, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the worlds were framed by the, power, the, the word of God that has that power in it. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And so the reason why that's important, <clears throat> because it says everything that's seen was made from the unseen. So in reality, if everything that's seen is made from the unseen, then what's, what's more real? The unseen or the seen? Right? All right, okay, so let's, let's use another scripture just so, you know, how we talk about Bible study, you know, we kind of confirm the word by the word, right? So let's look at 2 Corinthians. Second <clears throat> Corinthians 4, 18. It says, while we, look not <clears throat> while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Focusing on temporal, temporal means subject to change. The things that are seen are, have to submit to change. So most of the things you see are temporary. Go back and look at your old pictures. You see how you used to dress and the things you used to do. You, you, it doesn't roll like that. You see yourself, Joe, you see yourself without a beard back then, right? <laughs> right? So that means it was subject to change, right? So everything that's seen is subject to change, right? You know, I mean, we're looking at a culture now um, where, you know, you can speak to your car and start it you know, from the inside of the house, <laughs> you know. And see, some people think that's far-fetched, but we talk about it all the time. No, that's just going back to Genesis. I made them in my image after my likeness. God spoke the world into existence. He spoke creative. He spoke his promises, which has his power in them, and things manifested. He spoke them by faith. He spoke to, and let there be light. There was light. So now we're catching up to what God did way back in Genesis. See, see so, so uh, you know, so let's say we, we met 90s. So back in the 90s, if, if you'd have told somebody, because I, I, I used to teach this exact message, and it's like, really? Speaking things? I, I, just, I don't know, man. That just seems so far-fetched. But it's not as far-fetched now because we speak words now and stuff moves. See, see, so, so th this is a lot easier to preach in this culture, right? You, you speak and your lights come on. You can say, let there be light <laughs> and get light in your house now, right? Based on technology, but technology is catching up to God. But it took technology for us to believe. And, and it's still, you still don't understand sound is moving stuff. Based on 26 syllables and 40 voice patterns, it's moving stuff. But, but God's been saying this way from the locusts. I made you my image. That's how I did stuff. My sound moved stuff. It created stuff. You believe it now? <laughs> right? You believe it now. Well, you should believe it now, right? All right, and, and then uh, just for the sake of this conversation... Um, it's a little audible, uh, but Second uh, Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by, right, we walk by faith and not by sight. So, so this word uh, that God has afforded us, he said he sent this word to heal us, so we know it's a healing word. It's a healing word, right? You know, um, it brings life. There's, there's, Life to them that find it, right? We read that in Proverbs, right? It's a, it's a life-giving word. It's been giving life ever since God has been speaking. God only speaks life, not death, right? So when I attach my faith to his word, I bring life to situations. I create life even when things were dormant, right? You right? So uh, let me see. It's, the scripture says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And we have this access to this word, uh, Psalm 33, 6, right? We have access to this same word. It says, all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Let's go, let's go there. Let's go real. Psalm 33, 
Psalm 33. So, so, we, so we read over in Hebrews that the worlds were framed by the word of God, right? Right? And then we read that uh, the things that are things that are seen was made by things that that were from the invisible, things that weren't seen, right? And then we, we said that you uh, look not on things that you see for the temporal, look, look at things you can't see for the eternal. In 2 Corinthians 4, 18, and we walk by faith and not by sight. Then over here in this scripture, uh, Psalm 33, 6, it says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So, so remember I said things are moved now in our technology by sound. And God created us in his image after his likeness. So by the word of the Lord was the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. We're made in his image and after his likeness. We have the ability to speak and to manifest creative power. Because the promises of God is turned into that creative power when we what? Attach our faith to it. Right? When we attach our faith to it. Until we learn the power of God's word, that word has no life for us. Until we learn the power of God's word, that word has no life for us. So if we don't see that word, we don't attach our faith to God's promises it's just dormant. It's just like when I first, when I was first offered a Bible back in probably Newark, New Jersey, I was like, what's this black and white stuff going to do for me? I know there's red letters in here too. I knew, I knew, I knew somebody was thinking it. So black and white, but you know, red, whatever. I was like, but I had no faith in it. I, all my faith was in my circumstances. All my faith was in my heartache and my Worst case scenarios and what I deemed as all the time bad luck every once in a while, good luck, right? That was where my faith was. So you offer me some words. I'm like, I need more than words, but I didn't know this was the promises of God with power inside of it. <laughs> oh, that changed some things once I realized that, right? All right, and so, so uh, John 6, 63, John 6, 63. Just trying to, com just confirming everything with God's word, not, you know, once, you know, the phrase I've been saying for years, don't take my word for it. It's in the book, right? It's in the book. So John 6, 6 63, it's a familiar scripture to some. It says, it is the spirit that quickeneth or makes alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. Well, we could say the flesh don't make nothing alive. <laughs> Right? Because the flesh is what? Aging. You know, I'm 59 years of age. You know, August I'll be 60 years of age. The flesh is aging. So it has no profit in the flesh, right? Right? It says, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit of nothing. The words that I speak, this is in red letters, right? So we know who's speaking. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. They have power within them. When God speaks, the same creative power that was drawn upon when he spoke the world into existence goes into action again. When God speaks, the same power when he spoke the world into existence goes into action again. So let's look at it this way. God speaks. He has his word. We absorb this word. Uh, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Right? We absorb this word. We start filling ourselves up with faith-filled words. The Bible says, if you abide in me, my words, what? Abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Why? Because I fill myself up with the promise of God. I fill myself up with, with uh, the promise of God that's housing the power of God. When I fill myself up, eventually all this word, <laughs> all this word that I'm filling myself up with, it's going to tap into something that measure of faith that God put in me, <laughs> right? And when that word, the promises of God, connects to the, the uh, that faith, it starts to create the power of God. I start to speak what? Faith-filled words. I start to, I, 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 I ape the promises. I spoke out the power. You see what I'm saying? I ate the promises, 
but I spoke out the power. <laughs> Woohoo! Boy, that makes a difference. <laughs> right? So faith-filled words make a difference, man. <laughs> right? See, the words the Lord speaks shall come to pass. So if I'm speaking with what God says from the inside, it's got to come to pass. It can't return void. It has to accomplish what it was sent to do. Isaiah 55, 11, right? Right? Uh, uh, Ezekiel 12, 25, uh, this, this statement was made. It says, for I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged, for in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, save the Lord. Because back then, people were kind of like we do in our times. Yeah, I know what the Bible says, but, you know, that stuff ain't going to happen. And so after a while, you know, God gets a little indignation. It's like, you know what, you're listening to these idiots telling you that my word's not coming to pass. He says, tell you what, I'm about to speak, I'm going to perform it, and it's going to come to pass. Don't listen to this rebellious house, right? The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Because they have power. So heaven and earth is subject to change. It's something you see. It's temporary, right? It's the scene. But my words, God's words are not, uh, remember, they're spirit in their life. So, so they transcend time. <laughs> you know, when God said, let there be light, you notice light never stopped. We deal with light every day, ever since he spoke it. <laughs> Still traveling at the 272,000, I forgot what the rest of it is, I think 192, what is it? You know what it is? It's close. I'm close, right? Per second, <laughs> I'm close. All right, so let's look at a few other scriptures and then we'll, um, we'll uh, hear from either people online or in the house any thoughts or questions you may have. Uh, let's do Matthew 24, just, just a few confirming scriptures just to... Meditate on this week as you're studying this out for yourself, searching the scriptures to see if it's so. All right, so Matthew 24, uh, we're going to focus on 35, but uh, I'll uh, start with 34. It says, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass, look, till all these things be fulfilled, all of his promises. It says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Right? Right? So he's saying to all these things be fulfilled. And so let's look here at Romans 4, and you can see why Abraham operated so well. So Romans 4, verse 16. It says, uh, it says therefore, it is, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, look, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is also of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And then it, uh, verse 21, it says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So Abraham was fully persuaded. The reason why he's the father of faith, he was fully persuaded. What, what God had promised, he was able to perform, was able to be converted into his power, right? That's why he was so powerful. Even uh, in, uh, in Luke, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke. So all these scenarios and situations of these people that ended in the, the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, what they did was they took out of his promises and saw it converted into power. Uh, Luke 1, 37 says, for nothing, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And then uh, verse 38, and Mary said, behold, that the handmaiden of the Lord, be, be it unto me according to what? According to thy word. And the angels departed from her. So, so what she did was she, it was spoken to her that she was going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And the recognition from the Holy Spirit was, oh, with God, all things are possible. Once she heard that, that it's a promise for God, she says, oh, be it according to your word. 
the, the handmaiden is rolling with, if, 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 you, if God promised it, then hey, I'm gonna attach my faith to it and we already know what happened, right? It was manifested, right? And of course, the, uh, Isaiah 55, 11 says that word will go out and won't return to the void. I talked about that earlier. I think I have one more and then we can hear your thoughts. Uh, 1 Peter 1, 25 would be the last one for today. It says, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The word of the Lord endureth forever. So if you get a promise for God, it, it transcends time. It's unstoppable and endures forever. You can, you can rest your hat on it. You know, it'll accomplish what God sent it to do. All right. All right, so that's all we're going to do for today uh, in this installment of Healed and Whole. So any thoughts from either anybody in the house or anybody online? If you're online and you're watching and you want to call in, you could just put your phone on mute and dial the number that's on the bottom of your screen. If not, you can always type in your thought or your question uh, for those that are watching online or anybody in the house you could use one of these mics. Any thoughts from anybody? Any thoughts or any questions? Anything to make you think about? Care to share? 